We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yesterday, I was talking to Sean Spicer, and I was up in D.C., uh, and, you know, the city, the, the, the nation's capital looks terrible, for God's sake. I mean, what used to be beautiful parks, there are homeless people everywhere. I was saying the, the, the nice hotel that I was in, relatively nice. It was not, you know, the Ritz-Carlton or anything, but nice hotel. The, there were just signs that it, everything's in decay. And you remember that phone call that came in yesterday at about 9.30? I was doing the uh, interview for Giving Tuesday, and in the background you could hear the phone ringing, ringing, ringing. I was like, what is going on? I'm on the radio. Stop. It was the manager asking if I was okay because the people across the hall – got arrested by the police at 1 o'clock in the morning, which did wake me up, but I didn't get involved in their problem. And they had duct tape and rope in their room. So the manager was calling to make sure that I was okay because they were worried that they hadn't seen me at the breakfast that morning. That's how bad. I mean, it's like things are bad in D.C. So I think we're we, the canary in the coal mine. They're dying. They're telling us we got trouble coming. E.J. Antony is with the Heritage Foundation, and E.J., I don't know if, I mean, are you in D.C.? Do you see the same stuff that, that I see as a visitor, you know, and a former resident? Uh, I, I, I think we're on the precipice of a big drop and decline here, don't you? I'm not sure we're so much on the precipice of one as, as we're already in it. I mean, Over look here. at what has happened. Look at what has happened to so many of our, our formerly great American cities, which in many ways were the envy of the world. Look at the crime that is happening. Look at the lack of education, the terrible educational outcomes that are happening. You know, in a lot of American cities, you are you are really pressed to find schools where the majority of students can actually read and write on grade level. Uh, it, it, it's stunning. And what about what is the what are the details of the GDP report that 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 you wanted to flag? Because I think a lot of this data just rolls by everyone and they don't see anything that prompts them to alarm. Sure. I mean, there are a few things that I think are really important to consider here. And one is the fact that just because that GDP number goes up does not mean Americans are actually more prosperous. Mm -hmm. It'd be great if it'd be great if that was the case, but you know, unfortunately, it's not. And and just one example uh, is international trade. So as imports go up and exports go down, that that is going to reduce the GDP number and mm -hmm. vice versa. And as those two things move the other way, but as both GD as excuse me as both imports and exports drop. If one drops faster than the other, then that's also going to have an impact on, on GDP. And what we're seeing right now is international trade slows down. We're seeing the GDP number go up simply because uh, imports are dropping faster than exports. I, I was watching State of the Union last night, and President Biden, I think I know what he was trying to say. I mean, he stumbled through this line, and everybody, Republican and Democrat, had a weird look on their face. Like, what are you... We're, he's obsessed about the debt ceiling, 
And I think instead of being obsessed about the debt ceiling, we should be obsessed about the debt and deficit spending. I mean, it's 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 interesting to be obsessed once you realize you've hit your uh, credit limit. That's the wrong moment to um, actually pay attention. Does this have an impact on us long term? Because I've been predicting for a while that we're on the verge of an economic collapse. I don't know if it's going to be Soviet Union style or you know, like the Greeks or like the Italians, where they can't pay the benefits that they promised to their senior citizens. But I think we've got, at some point, this just isn't going to work anymore. Oh, no, absolutely. And But see, here's where I think we have to be really careful. I think conservatives have, for a very long time, been hyperbolic when they talk about the debt ceiling hmm. and when they talk about the debt. And we need to keep in mind that we don't actually know where the breaking point is because it has proven to be different for different countries at different periods in time. So it's not as if there's some magic number like a percent of GDP, let's say, or a percent of incomes where once we cross that, that's our point of no return. We mm-hmm. don't know where that point is. But what we do know is that this trajectory is not sustainable because it is very much like uh, if we want to think of it in terms of, of household finance, because federal finance, frankly, is kind of obtuse. In terms of household finance, we have racked up so much credit card debt that we have hit the limit on all our cards and the banks are telling us, no, you're not allowed to borrow anymore. And instead of getting our financial house in order and fixing our household finances so that we're spending less than we earn, instead of doing that, we're just saying, oh, please just increase our credit one more time. And anybody who has lived for 10 years outside of uh, childhood recognizes that there's that moment where you go, okay, I've got to get this credit card down and that's going to mean the next six months, I'm not taking the extra trip, I'm not eating out every night, that you just do the things that you've got to do to rein that in. And up in D.C., there's no appetite for that. There's no interest in that conversation and hadn't been for a while. Well, no, because of exactly what you just said, anyone who is who has gotten out of childhood, but we're led by a bunch of people who frankly haven't. These are people who, who have never had to balance a checkbook, right? Mm. Yeah, they've never point. had to spend within their means. They've, they've never run a business. I mean, heck, a lot of them have never worked for a business for crying out loud. Yeah. They've been in the public sector their entire lives. So the idea that, that somehow they are adept at, at federal finance and can lead us in this regard is frankly silly. Do you think that the disconnect between the message of Joe Biden, that the union, is, the state of the union is strong and uh, inflation has been going down every month, which I'm, I don't buy that. I don't know what the I really don't know what the numbers show. But just in my daily life, uh, I, I don't feel like things are getting better. I mean, maybe I'm not paying four dollars for gas, but three thirty nine doesn't seem like a bargain to me. Um, as I drive around, do you think? Well, I, that- I mean, I can. I'm a I'm a data analytics guy. I yeah. can tell you what the numbers are. You know, inflation was 1.4 percent when Biden took office. Right. Uh, in in a year and a half, he managed to run it up to 1.3 percent in a month. Not a year. Prices rose 1.3 percent in a month. That's almost as fast as they rose the entire year before he took office. Inflation peaked at at over nine percent. Uh, even today, it's about four and a half times what it was when. When he took office, as far as gasoline goes, uh, yes, prices have come down at the fastest pace in eight years, as the president pointed out. But that was only after increasing at the fastest pace ever. And now they're still a buck a gallon more than when he took office. Right. Uh, Is that 
uh, the kind of thing that should make a reasonable person, not necessarily a political person who's trying to score points, but a reasonable person fearful that we're on the verge of a full-blown depression? I think so, because it, it's not even these statistics that I think are, are making people feel that way and, and, and think those things. It's their daily life. Yeah. It's going yeah. to the store and saying, oh, my gosh, I'm putting all of this stuff on credit cards, and it's just my groceries, right? We're not talking about yachts and caviar that are right. driving up inflation. <laughs> it's the price of eggs and ground beef, for crying out loud. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think the signs are there, and I hope that people will take the opportunity. If you see Mark Warner, Senator Warner, or Senator Kane, I, I think it's appropriate to go up and say, what are you guys doing? You don't have to be ugly about it, but, I mean, the alarms are going off, and everybody's still sitting here smoking like they think it's just a, um, you know, a test. It isn't a test. It's the real thing. E.J. Anthony with the Heritage Foundation. Hey, I always appreciate it when you come on, E.J. Thank you. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah. I mean, this, this is, this is con- worrisome. You should take it seriously, and you should let these elected officials know uh, that you see what's happening, and you expect them to do something about it. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.